Last week, I did an episode about the towns in Virginia that listened to my podcast. This week, I am doing the towns of St. Paul and Lakefield in Minnesota. If you want your towns featured in the next episode of Legend, share Legend with your friends and your towns will be at the top of my analytics list. Then I'll notice your town and you'll get an episode about your town. Minnesota was actually at the bottom of my analytics list last episode, but after last week's episode, I climbed to the top. So, here you go. An episode about St. Paul, one of the Twin Cities, and Lakefield. Anyway, let's get right into it. Minnesota is famous for the Twin Cities, the Mall of America, and the recent events that have been taking place in Minneapolis. We saw the darkness of Minnesota in the form of police officers. But what we missed was non-human entities. I'm Mr. Chef, and this is legend. The Griggs Mansion has the dubious reputation of being the most haunted house in St. Paul, Minnesota. This huge, four-story Victorian, well-kept sandstone mansion has 24 rooms described as cavernous because of their high ceilings. Each floor has its landing and a staircase leading up to the next floor. Dark, beautiful woodwork can be seen throughout the mansion. There is a large room just off the fourth floor landing that has a beautiful vast skylight that was installed in 1939 when the mansion was being used as an art school. Behind the mansion, there is a comfortable carriage house. Large trees around the mansion provide shade, and a sandstone wall that surrounds the mansion and its grounds provide privacy. In 1883, a wealthy wholesale grocery businessman Sean C. Griggs built this lovely mansion, but lived in it for only four years, before moving onto greener pastures in the west coast, where he expanded his business interests to include the lumber and transportation market. Over its 100 plus years, the mansion has been a private residence, and at one time it was divided into apartment units as well. Many families slash individuals who moved in spent a lot of money on upkeep, furnishings, servants, and etc., but wound up leaving after only a few years. Also, as mentioned above, the mansion became an art school in 1939 and stayed there for 25 years until the new Arts and Sciences Center was built. Many students and teachers were glad that the new building was built because now they didn't have to share their school with seen and unseen presences. While a lot of supernatural activity seems to be centered around the fourth floor, many parts of the house have been visited by entities as well. Six or seven entities have been felt, heard, made their existence known by various means, and have actually been seen throughout the years. The mansion's spiritual occupants are a young maid, a gardener, a child ghost, a thin man in a black suit, a teenager named Amy, and a Civil War general, perhaps Chauncey Griggs himself. Seventh sighting could have been any of the male ghosts because only the head of an unclear male ghost appeared. One of the most strongly felt presences is that of a young maid who in 1915 got killed off of the fourth floor landing, suffering from depression over an ended romance. Earlier in the 20th century, she appeared to be a young servant and a butler in the fourth floor hallway. Her presence has been felt strongly by many people throughout the years. She is perhaps one of the entities that climbs the stairs to the fourth floor, through her unseen rope on the landing there. While climbing the staircase and standing in the hall as well, people during the day, or day have felt a sense of foreboding, anxiety, and feelings of distress. As 
that could be quite strong, as these three newsmen found out one night when they came to gather information for a series on ghosts. After setting up the camp in the big room on the top floor, and armed with two cameras, one regular and one infrared aimed at the well-lighted top of the stairs and fourth floor hall and a tape recorder, the men each went out to the hall but scooted back into the room when they were filled with an overwhelming sense of fear. They heard heavy footsteps coming up those stairs. One brave newsman went to the hall, through the hall to the stairway, and he saw nothing, but he felt a strong presence on the stairs. They left in a hurried manner together down the stairs, feeling nothing was worth staying a night there. The gardener, Charles Wade, who was an intense fantastical worker, took great pride in keeping the gardens in magnificent shape, and would often use books in the mansion's well-stocked library to help him with his work. Various people have heard an unseen presence frantically, stocked library, no, no, flipping through the books. Perhaps this distressed entity died before he was finished with his latest gardening project, and he feels unfinished business. A thin man, dressed in a black suit and top hat, this ghost visited people in many of the rooms of the mansion, but two eyewitness accounts are given below. The first is that Dr. Delamar Cole in the early 1950s joined the art school's teaching staff and moved into the front basement apartment in the mansion. He woke one night by the pressure of two dead cold fingers on his forehead and found himself in a cold sweat. After turning on the light, he saw a blue flash that disappeared. Two nights later, he was again awakened to find a clear, detailed ghost of a man dressed in a black suit and a top hat, who was standing at the foot of his bed. At first, the alarmed Dr. Kolb thought it was a prowler dressed in costume, but then realized it was a ghost when the ghost when the apparition dissolved into the brick wall. The next and last account is that in 1964, Mr. Weschke bought the mansion with the idea of using the place as both an office and his home. He published books on the occult. In 1967, Mr. Weschke was working at the desk in the library. When he stopped to take a break, he saw visually in the doorway of a library a thin, long-faced man with white hair dressed in a black suit who was studying him. The ghost faded away after 30 seconds. Another story in the house is this. A teenager named Amy and a Civil War... A teenager Amy and a Civil War general, perhaps Chauncey Griggs, <clears throat> were there. When a St. Paul spiritualist slash medium by the name of Roma Harris came to visit the mansion, he felt the shadowy presence of a teenage girl who calls herself Amy. She had many happy moments playing the mansion's piano. She died young and perhaps hangs around the mansion where she saw happy making music. Or she was happy making music. Perhaps she lived during the art school days of the mansion. Roma also saw a Civil War officer, dressed in a general's blue uniform with the gold trim. As the original owner, Chauncey Griggs was a Civil War officer. It is theorized that the entity is Chauncey, who likes to keep an eye on the mansion. It could also be another earlier, former owner, who didn't want to leave his mansion. Many unexplained but typical incidents co are common in haunted houses that have been reported. Though no specific entity has been found to be responsible for the noises, annoying behavior that makes the living room uncomfortable or befuddled. Windows that have been firmly closed and even nailed shut have been found open in the morning. Footfalls have been heard traveling up and down the staircases. Shadowy presences have been seen 
Unsuspecting students who rented the apartments have been shaken awake to find an undistinguished ghost head floating above their beds. Doors open and close by themselves. Rasping coughs have been heard coming from empty rooms. Light bulbs suddenly shatter. Paper bags have been known to jump off the shelves and jump across the floor. People in the mansion have felt presences walk by them. Some of the presences happen to appreciate art. While working in their art studio room with the skylight on the top floor, students have felt presences peering over their shoulders to get a good look at their drawings in progress, perhaps studying with interest in the students' efforts. Is the house haunted, though? Just ask the St. Paul Pioneer Press. When investigating this widely known haunted house, they got first-hand confirmation when they themselves came in contact with ghostly manifestations. And that's all I can say about St. Paul. Now, let's have a short sponsor break, and then on with the next town. Our next town in Minnesota is the town of Lakefield. A strange and mysterious place there is Oak Hill Cemetery. A couple of spooky stories surround the cemetery's hill, and the fact that your car, when put in neutral, will seem to travel up by itself. According to one story, a call full of football players was stuck in an accident here when the car stalled. While, while they were pushing the car up the hill, another vehicle struck them and they all died. Rumor has it that your car seems to travel uphill because of the helpful ghostly football players are pushing it so you don't meet the same fate that you did. Another tale told here is that two children were run over and killed here, and the child illusion of being pushed is the two children pushing your car off their bodies. Reports say that the phenomenon is an optical illusion. It seems as you were being pushed uphill by a ghostly force, but because of the lay of the land, which looks like a road going uphill, is actually a road going downhill. Another haunted place there in Lakefield is Loon Lake Cemetery. Loon Lake Cemetery is said to be haunted and dangerous. According to local lore, three witches were executed and were buried here, but not before threatening to curse anyone who disturbed their graves. Mary Jane, who was murdered in 1881, was said to be the most powerful of the witches. Legend has it that treading on her final resting place will warrant death within three days. But since her headstone no longer stands, it is hard to find her grave. Reports say many of the stones have been removed. In fact, 67 tombstones that were once were here, only 18 remain, all badly weathered. Perhaps it's a good thing that getting to the old cemetery proves a little bit difficult. As reports say, it's inaccessible by car. And that's the Honda Places in Lakefield, Minnesota. I hope you enjoyed this week's Haunted Tour of Minnesota. If you want your town featured in next week's episode, share legend with your friends and your town will be at the top of my analytics list and I'll make an episode about your town. So share legend, and as always, thanks for listening.